This podcast is free and it's accessible to everyone thanks to support from listeners like you. If you value this show, please consider supporting its production by donating to our home, KUOW. It only takes a minute to give and you'll be helping to support the production of this podcast. Make a donation at KUOW.org or follow the link in the show notes. And thanks! Dave felt the mud sucking at his feet, at his ankles, at his knees. He was halfway embedded in the river. The water was starting to come up to his mouth and she was still pulling. And below him, he could hear her quietly singing, I've got you now, I've got you. Welcome to KBOOW Shorts. I'm Jeannie Yandel. Every day this week, we're delivering you a creepy story to help get you in the Halloween spirit. Subscribe to KUOW Shorts wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. For our final episode, we're bringing you two stories. Our first story comes from radioactive youth media's Mimansa Dogra. My family originates from a very small village in a very small state in North India. My mom is pretty big on family, so every winter break we go back and visit for a couple of weeks. The village's name is Gangat, and it's absolutely gorgeous. As soon as you step foot in Gangat, you can see from all sides around there are these rolling green hills, craggy mountain tops that glow gold and crimson when the sun sets. The people are wonderful too. I mean, they're always very friendly. After, after all, most of the people in the village are family. But. The best part about Gangat isn't just the friendly people or the gorgeous scenery, it's the river. Now the river in Gangat is kind of oddly shaped. It goes all the way around the perimeter of the village and goes back the way where it came from. The best way I can describe it is like a cul-de-sac. But anyways, you can't get in or out of Gangat without passing through the river. The river is basically the nexus of all social life in Gangat. I mean, if you walk by the river on any given day, you'll see people fishing, people just sunbathing by the sides, small children running around the middle of the river. It's pretty shallow. It's wider than it is deep. Sometimes during the winter, people will be selling hot chai when it gets really cold, or lemonade during the summer if it gets really hot. The river is where life happens in Gangat. And after a couple of days of being there, I, I began to notice something very strange. And that was as soon as the sun began setting, people would look at each other and they would say in hushed tones, we should probably get going. No one came to the river after sunset. And I found that kind of weird. So I asked my grandma why, and she said, well, it's not safe after sunset. And I asked why. I mean, I don't see any animals or snakes or, I mean... If you can go there during daylight and it's it's not very deep, then why wouldn't why wouldn't you go there during the nighttime? And she said, you know, it's it's not the animals or the snakes. It's the ghosts. And I said, Oh, um okay. You know, I'm a very scientific minded person. I don't put much put much stock into ghosts and I was kind of surprised my grandma did. And she said, Yes, there are ghosts, they're called Trudeos. Actually, one of our family members was attacked by one. And I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. And that's how I learned the story of a man named Dave Sharma. 
Now, Dave Sharma was distantly related to my family from like generations past through marriage or some other convoluted genealogy. And he was a businessman. And businessman might be a bit of a misnomer because he was terrible at business. Like everything he did completely failed. And one day, Dave, who was feeling kind of down on his luck, decided he would try something else for a bit and he decided to go into horse businesses. And he would buy and sell horses from neighboring villages and, you know, made his trade from that and it was going well for a while. And one night he was riding back and he got delayed. There was a terrible snowstorm the day before and the roads were muddy once the storm and snow had cleared up. So his horses didn't take to that too well. What that meant was that when Dave reached the river at night, it was pitch black. Now, Dave was also a rather scientific-minded person, so he didn't put much stock into ghosts and spirits. So he, knowing that the river was rather shallow, decided to make the cross anyways. Now, the river is shallow, meaning that it isn't completely water. In the middle of the river, there's sometimes these little islands or little raised platforms of land where people sometimes like to chill on, you know, hot days or just little plateaus. And so Dave, you know, he used to cross the river and stop for a little bit at those little plateaus because it was a very wide river and, it was, and give his horses a break because they were still tired from the muddy roads from the day before. And then in one of those plateaus, he thought he heard a sound of crying and he was confused because after all it was middle of the night who would be at the river at this time and he started up his horses again and he kept walking and then halfway across the river he saw a lady and she was sitting on one of those little islands and she was crying and he felt kind of bad and you know he's a nice guy so he went up to her and he asked Beti which means daughter what's wrong and this lady was exceptionally beautiful. She was dressed in red dresses and red veils and long golden necklaces and bangles. She had makeup on and she was wearing more than one dress which meant that she was a bride. And she was crying and she looked at him and she said, I've lost my husband. My husband has left me and he won't marry me anymore. And Dave knew what that meant, all the social ramifications and whatnot, so he felt very bad and he sat down next to her and he said, Listen, how about this? How about you get onto my horse and and I can take you across to Gungat and we can try to find something to do for you there. There was not a sound on the river. There was no sound of birds, no sound of animals. The crickets had stopped chirping, the owls had stopped hooting. The silence was as deadening as was the black night. The moon had hidden behind an obsolete cloud. And then he realized that he had run into a Trudale. Now, Trudales are pretty vengeful female goats. And this one was holding onto Dave's hand. Dave took one step back, two steps back. He tried to look for his horses, but his horse had been spooked and had run off across the river. He began to panic. He, he began running across the shallow waters, but the Jadale was too strong for him and she grabbed onto him. And then even though the river was shallow, she sank below the riverbed and began to pull him down. 
They felt the mud sucking at his feet, at his ankles, at his knees. He was halfway embedded in the river. The water was starting to come up to his mouth and she was still pulling. And below him, he could hear her quietly singing, I've got you now, I've got you. You're going to stay with me forever. And they've knew that if he didn't get out at that moment, he would be gone. His wife would wake up the next morning and think that he had drowned in the river. So with one Herculean effort, he pulled himself free of the smud and began to run across the river. He was splashing everything and ruining his best suit, but he didn't care at that point. He just took one more step forward, another step forward, trying to pull himself through the muddy mess the river had become. And he looked behind him and he saw the Trudale and she was on her fours and she was crawling behind him like some spidery nightmare. And as Dave was running across the river, you could feel her screaming and panting and coming closer and closer and closer. His legs still burned from where she had grabbed him and where she had pulled him from. And just when she was about to reach him, the miraculous happened. One of his horses had decided to return for his master. Now this was Dave's horse. He had owned it for the past 10 years. It came back and it kicked the Trudale in the face and she began to scream. Dave quickly gone on and ran off. But behind him, he could still hear her singing. You'll be back. And when you come back, I'll be waiting for you. He got home and he took off his clothes and this went to sleep. And the next morning when he woke up, he screamed when his wife tried to pull him out of bed. So people didn't go to the river after that. I mean, they hadn't gone in the first place, but now seeing the living proof before them, they had they had no desire to. And he wasn't quite the same afterwards either. I mean, he did actually better in business than he had, and he died rather rich. But he, he lost all of his hair, and his eyes twitched side to side every single time someone spooked him. So while the river is the lifeblood of Gangat, People don't go there in the night. That story was originally produced by Radioactive Youth Media's Mimansa Dogra in 2015, with production support from Jenny Asarno. Radioactive is KUOW's youth media program. Learn more at KUOW.org radioactive. And check out the Radioactive Youth Media podcast. Next up... Just in time for Halloween weekend, a love story about horror movies, produced by KUOW's Katie Sewell, with Matthew Warner and his preschooler, Chloe. What's the last horror movie that you saw? Uh, Ellie the Horror. It says, get out! Get out. What happens in Amityville Horror? The bugs come on the face. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah? And blood comes on the face. Out of the walls? Yeah. Blood comes out of the wall into stairs. And then people run off the house. And then that's the end. <laughs> right. That's right. Do you worry that people think that you're a bad parent? No, because I don't think anyone saw my father as a bad parent for letting me watch him. 
I mean, I grew up on them and at least I like to think I turned out okay. I mean, she still does, even though she watches and prefers the scary movies, she still watches Dora the Explorer and Care Bears and, and all that, you know, child stuff. That's because she's running. Right? Where's she running? She's running to the car. Right? Right. She, she doesn't have the keys. She should have stayed in the car. Yeah, she should have. If there's sex, nudity, and lots of strong, violent language in it, I do not care for her to watch it. Just a normal gore movie or something that it's implied. I usually take movies that are more implied and let her see those. I mean, she, you know, she is, she's seen Scream a few times. If you hang up on me, you'll die just like your mother. She loves that movie for some unknown reason. And uh, she's also seen the original Night of the Living Dead, and she loves that one as well, which I'm very proud of. What? This is Uh-oh. Tell Katie about what happens in Scream. Scream ends up coming in the house, and then Scream grabs, and Scream puts the knife in the chest, and then they die. Do the bad people always die? No. Girls always die. And Daddy doesn't. You don't, Daddy. No. You don't on Halloween. Watch it. What's upstairs? A, a dead body. <laughs> Is she right? Yes. No, a dead head. A dead head? It was rock. It was a dead head. What's your favorite color, Chloe? The blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, favorite color. Okay. My favorite color... It's the blood. I like red like the blood. <laughs> I like the pink train to the blood. Do you like to be scared? Yeah. Why? Because it's fun. Does it make your heart beat too fast? Yeah, and I run out of the house, and then someone saves me. Who yeah. saves you? Daddy does! That was Matthew Warner and his preschooler, Chloe. Ten years later, Katie followed up with Matthew and the now teenage Chloe to see if their love of horror movies continued. What's the last horror movie that you saw? Hmm. Insidious 2. And what happens in Insidious 2? The dad, as a kid, had this weird, like, power, and he could cross over into another world. And through him, dead could come into their world. So it was. It's actually really good, in my opinion. I think it's really good. Do you still watch horror movies together? Yes, not nearly as much as we used to because she's older and she has wants to hang out with her friends more. But we watch The Walking Dead every Sunday and uh, American Horror Story, which is a little bit more graphic than I thought it would be for a television show and a child watching it. But she's four seasons in, so it's no turning back now. All right, so let's say you have to recommend a horror movie to a four-year-old. Which movie are you going to pick? Care Bears. <laughs> no, horror. Not that is horror. Not horrible. <laughs> um, I would probably do the remake of Halloween. Because even though it was gory, it was really cheesy. Or maybe the remake of Freddy Krueger, because that one was... I didn't really like that movie. <laughs> Would you uh, agree with those recommendations? I think those are horrible recommendations. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> Maybe the, the horror movies did 
impact you. I'm saying those two movies because I think they're really cheesy and I don't think they would scare my kid. And then I will go into the way and ban like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Scream and all those. Did you get any feedback about this story when it came out? Oh yeah, I got a lot. <laughs> what were people saying? To my surprise, there were more positive comments than there were negatives. And some of the negatives were really ridiculous. I remember the one talking about my child should be taken away from me and this is a form of child abuse. But I remember someone actually said, this guy's a hero. So I'll go with that. Email is my favorite. <laughs> do you think that this will be a common bond that will keep you and your father together? I do. I do. He can be like, hey, Chloe, let's go see the new horror movie. And I'll be like, what up, Dad? Let's go. KUOW's Katie Sewell produced those stories. You can hear more from Katie on her podcast, The Bittersweet Life. And that's it for KBOW Shorts. We'd love to know what you thought about this series. Let us know at KUOW.org slash feedback. KBOW Shorts was produced by KUOW Puget Sound Public Radio, a proud member of the NPR Network. Subscribe to the KUOW Shorts feed for more short-run, locally produced audio series. This series was produced by me and Brandy Fullwood, with help from Hans Twite, Amelia Peacock, and Michaela Giannotti-Boyle. Brendan Sweeney is our director of new content and innovation. Our music is by Atalia. Listen to all five ghost stories this week by subscribing to KUOW Shorts wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jeannie Yandel. Thanks for listening, and happy Halloween.